0: Hi,
1: I'm Andy Herman of the Packaday Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Packaday Podcast and the Blue Wire
0: Network. 20 minutes a day, 365
2: days a year a day podcast.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome into this Victory Monday edition of the Packaday podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. Joining me is the one and only Alex Strofe. Alex, we have done this on the audio version, which many people might be listening to. This is a fun sure. simulcast, two birds, one stone, so Lovely. I can uh, do the video and audio all in one fell swoop. But uh, Alex, introduce yourself to those who are maybe seeing you on the video for the first time. It is great to have you here talking Packers 49ers Victory Monday. We've got a lot to go over, man.
2: Oh, a lot to go over. And how about Aaron Rodgers leading a game-winning drive yet again? The guy just doesn't miss when it comes to that scenario. Uh, but hello, I'm Alex Strofe. Sorry you've got to see my ugly mug on the YouTube channel. Uh, but good to be here. Been with Pack-A-Day Podcast about a year. Uh, also with ESPN Wisconsin, so you might hear me on those airwaves every once in a while if you're if you're in Wisconsin. But huge Packers fan. Great to be here after a, a big win again. On Sunday, over five hundred, a game-winning drive, a Mason Crosby walk-off. I mean, it's everything you love, minus some of the roller coaster of emotions we were feeling in those last couple of minutes. But uh, my goodness, what what a win by Green Bay on Sunday to really get momentum rolling, right? I mean, it's it's so important for so many reasons as we'll get into over the course of the next half hour. But uh, what what a big win and what a way to respond after going down late. Uh, just couldn't be more happy with the result those are the, the best games,
1: right? Like the ones right. where it's, it's not easy. You have to overcome adversity the, and not only adversity of the other team, you know, going ahead in the last moment, but some very questionable calls throughout the course of the game, which <sighs> we'll definitely get to more in just a moment. But, you know, just that feeling of, you know, at times feeling like the deck is either stacked against you or just that, like, you know, you have this insurmountable odds at the end. And for, for a fan to get to witness Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and even Jair Alexander, yeah. like the, there's there's greatness, and then there's just like what those guys are doing on the field, and and I think what Aaron Rodgers is able to do on the last drive, what Devontae Adams really did all game long, save for the the one drop on third down, Jair Alexander on the ridiculous interception, like enjoy those moments because we've seen amazing players, you know, come and go and and their time like it's so fun to watch greatness as it happens and those three especially were great they made great plays and then of course mason crosby coming up clutch but alex i gotta ask you the big question of the day aaron Rodgers asked it at the end of the game how can you not be romantic about football just the absolute greatest sport of all time just football is the freaking best man
2: Oh, it absolutely is, and games like the one we watched on Sunday night are the prime example of of why. You have to be romantic with football, right? I mean, seriously, how can you not love what you watched, especially like – and I mentioned the roller coaster of emotions. The Packers are up 17-0. It looks like they should be up 17-0 or 17-3 going into the half, and we'll get into the refs here in a minute, but you have that questionable what should have been an intentional grounding and then eventually a Trey Lance rushing touchdown, make it 17-7. They come back, make it a three-point game, Packers make it 10 again, and then you feel kind of safe, and then all of a sudden San Francisco's in front with 37 seconds to go, and Aaron Rodgers is the magician he is. So, uh, yeah, it, I, I'm very romantic with football, but there's just so much to react to, right, Andy? I mean, I, I don't know. What's, what's the gut reaction for you? Are, are we ready to say, okay, yes, Green Bay looks like a Super Bowl contender once again. Is it too early for that? Am I overreacting off a great win? You know, where's your head at after this one?
1: Yeah, you know, I get to talk to, to Ben Fennel for this every Friday, and you know, I think Ben and I are probably two of the more even keeled. It, it's funny yeah. because what whatever happened in that Mason Crosby field goal at the end, right? That gives you the euphoria and the the big mm-hmm. win and things like that, and, and certainly you feel better coming off a win. To me, the process drives the results, and I loved Green Bay's process throughout the entirety of this game. And even if he misses that field goal, I feel so much better about this game than I did at any point over the last two. I again, even if green Bay loses that game, I like a a long time ago, you know, I've, I learned and just kind of watching these games as as closely as I do, you need enough wins to get in the playoffs, right? (laughs) That, that there's no question about that. There's there's seven teams that get in the playoffs. The NFC North is pretty crappy. I am much more process-based. I want to see this team continue to improve I want to see things that I think can be repeatable in the playoffs against good football teams. I want to see this team overcome adversity at times. I want to see Rogers and Adams have that special connection. I want to see the pass rush get, get better. I want to see, you know, the court, these young corners, especially Eric Stokes, get better. Like there are things that I could point to in all facets of this game that i felt much much better about was it perfect no uh, was am i ready to to crown the packers as as you know super bowl champions no uh, but no matter how that last kick happens if again win lose draw whatever i felt very good about green bay's process in this game and how they went about sure. playing against the 49ers on the road on a short week coming off monday night football and and that stuff will pay off eventually in the end. And like I said, I have no doubt in my mind, again, even if, if they lose that game, I have no doubt in my mind that green Bay is going to have enough wins at the end of the season to get into the playoffs. And and, and Ben and I talked about this a little bit last Friday. It's not a situation where you're just like, well, we've got our, our playoff ticket stamped and that we, we can yeah. just put things on cruise control. It's the exact opposite of that. It's knowing that if you continue to improve your process and trust your process, not to go all 76ers here, but if you can make that better, and, and continue to get better week by week. And I know that's an old coaching cliche, but then you're going to be, you know, really clicking on all cylinders as the season ends. And that's when you want to be playing your best football. We've seen teams start eight and no and then crap the bed the rest of the season. Sure. We've seen even good Packer teams that have had great regular seasons and then they can't finish it off at the end. I want to see consistent and, you know, just positive growth through this team. And I thought this exactly. was a very well-played game. I thought even some of the, you know, things that went wrong, um I thought at times were some very questionable phone, uh sort of, you know, calls by the referees. I, I thought there was some, some very, uh, you know, unlucky bounces. I like, I just thought that this was a, a game that Green Bay outplayed the 49ers through the vast majority of it. And to me, they totally. earned this win.
2: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, Andy, right. I mean, to your point, you expect progression, versus regression through the first few weeks of the season, especially. Right. And you've clearly seen that with Green Bay. Obviously, they were the best offense in football a year ago. And after week one, you're kind of thinking, uh-oh, how bad is this going to be this year? And you come into week three with a really beat up and young offensive line that you're not exactly sure how they're going to hold up against a, a really solid front seven like San Francisco poises. So I, I, I think overall you're feeling really good. The defense kind of let up there late. They looked really good. Second half against the Lions, obviously not allowing a point, and then only allowing that touchdown. That was mostly the special team's fault in the first half of this Sunday night game. But then in the second half, things kind of let up there. So you, you still aren't terribly confident with the Packers' defense. But I think as kind of has uh, – the brand has been under Matt LaFleur. This offense is good enough to win you games. The the defense just has to do enough, right? And they had the early turnover with Jair's interception. They had a lot of sacks for the first time all year. So that was good to see, and that's that's to – the progression you speak about, right? So overall, you feel really good, especially about the offense. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was terrific again. And even going back to the defense,
1: right? Like, first of all, it's the special teams at the end of the first half, that allows the the yep. big play that allows now Green Bay's defense needs to step up and hold to a field goal, but they held uh, to the point where they had to go for it, and they get the Trey Lance. That's a that's a big time play call by Kyle totally. Shanahan because if they don't get that on that specific play uh, to Trey Lance on the touchdown, they go into halftime with zero points and just the momentum crushed. Right, so totally. that's a big play by the offense. Tip of your cap to San Francisco, and really, it's more of a a letdown by your special teams than it was Correct. the defense. But even if you go like through some of these plays, obviously some you know interesting pass interference calls. There's a Challenge play where the ball to me clearly moves and he did not have control of it when it did so. And also, like the Debo Samuel catch at the end of the game, like that's an incredible catch by Debo Samuel. Like, what do you do? Right. Like, George Kittle made some big plays. you know, it's, it's frustrating. I know to, to see things like that happen, but there's certain times where you just need to tip your cap to the opposing offense as well. And say, you know what, that was a heck of a route. That was a heck of a play call. And and I thought overall, I thought green Bay challenged the vast majority of the plays by San Francisco in this game. I thought the pressure was better. I I thought, and again, are we, are we saying things were perfect? Are we saying that things don't need to improve? Are we saying that that's a super bowl worthy defensive performance? I'm not, but I am saying that that was a, that was by far and away the best that the defense in my opinion had played
2: this season and i still think it's a very positive step in the right direction totally with you right i completely agree san francisco's no slouch right it's not like you're playing this game against a team like jacksonville or even detroit we can throw in there where where, right you know the first half was ugly against detroit but they figured it out and then ended up winning that game pretty big so uh this was a good team that the packers beat on sunday night and that's what's important and again you look for progression it's still early and I think Pittsburgh poses a really fun test this upcoming weekend again, because that's kind of a team we're, we're not completely certain about. I tweeted out on Sunday, a final answer, the Steelers stink, I think. But obviously, they're going to come into Lambeau angry. So that's going to be a fun one. But you mentioned the referees, and I do want to get into that a little bit, yeah. because there was a ton. I referenced the first half, third down, which should have been an intentional grounding call uh, on Jimmy Garoppolo. You obviously had probably the biggest one that everybody looked at, and that was the Devontae Adams hit, which luckily turned out to – Uh, not be too bad he said the wind got knocked out of him which i don't think any of us expected watching that in real time so uh reffing i don't like to put blames on referees man like this ain't 2012 anymore against the seahawks this is you know this this is real football things like that are going to happen and go the wrong ways but it was pretty bad on sunday night uh, for both sides
1: yeah, a million percent. And then that's the thing that I tweeted out, right? Like you play the hand that you're dealt and the more time you worry about the referees, the less time you're worrying about yourself and things right. like that. But like those things are going to happen through the course of the season, but I hated everything from the referees in this game on both sides. Like I, the, from the ticky tack pass interference calls that were going against both teams. Like mm-hmm. when, when the announcers are saying, listen, the biggest plays in this game are coming on pass interference plays. Yes, they were. And I think, you know, some of that stuff, I think they definitely could have let go. I definitely hated the, you know, the challenge by Matt. LeFleur. I like the challenge by Matt Lafleur. I hated that they didn't overturn that call. Um, you have the, to me, what would have been a defenseless receiver, even if it wasn't helmet to helmet, which I think he, I think helmet hit chest but mm-hmm. to me that's defenseless receiver situation okay. where the safety comes in and just blindsides the receiver when he's trying to catch the ball uh, to me that's a, a defenseless wide receiver you know the, the tripping fine but like Amos is held on the play at the same time you just had almost everything that happened in this game the intentional grounding there is a rule that basically says if his arm is getting hit mm-hmm. like you don't call it because it's it's tough to judge whether or not sure. you know he was trying to ground it or not at the same token I've seen that exact same play called far more often than Bye. not, whether they're hit or not, if it's down on the ground. And I mean, it looked like a, a you know QB spike when he's trying to spike the ball to stop the clock. It was that egregious. So like almost everything in this game, I was not a huge fan of from a refing standpoint. And I think, I think at the end of the day, that just is like, and you're happy with the win at the end, because I mean, almost yeah. of everything that that's the almost the reason I was most happy that the Packers were able to drive down and kick the game when he field goals, because otherwise you end up in this whole week of talking, how awful the referees were and things like that. As we I don't want that, it, <laughs> As I mentioned, I think Green Bay was the better team in this game. I think this was the right result. And I'm I'm happy that it worked out that way because sometimes when you have games like that where the referee is just all over the place on both sides, I didn't like calls on either side. You know, you just get wonky things that happened. And and ultimately at the end of the day, this game got it right. Ball don't lie at the end. But yeah, it was it was frustrating throughout the course of the game.
2: All don't lie, indeed, right? It ended the way it should have. Green Bay was clearly the the better team that showed up last night, and that's what happened at the end of the day, right? They they were rewarded with that uh, on the scoreboard, which which yep. was the correct thing you wanted to see. And the refing was bad. And like I said, I hate talking about refing. And to your point, right? The Packers lose this game. Everything you're listening to this week is the refs ruin that game. And while there is a case to be made there, that's not what you want to talk about after a overall really solid. Packers performance, especially offensively. So right. uh, we got what we wanted and we got what really we deserved. I mean, they were clearly the better team on Sunday. So uh, was happy to see the result and glad the reps won't be the main storyline.
0: What will be a heavy
2: storyline, though, was that last drive. And that's kind of when all the referee debacles and, and debates and arguments and complaining went away was that final drive where Aaron Rodgers hooks up with Devontae Adams a couple of times and, and you know, leads up to that Mason Crosby field goal. It, it really was classic Aaron Rodgers. This is why he is the, the last guy you want with the ball in his hands late in the game. He is a Hall of Famer and, and has made a lot of memories of his career in, in situations like this. This is the third shortest game-winning drive Aaron Rodgers has had next to that playoff game in Dallas a few years back, and of course the, the Hail Mary in Detroit. So it's just... It's Aaron Rodgers, and no timeouts were there either, Andy. I mean, it was it was clinical, it was surgical, it was unbelievable.
1: It was, and there's two things that stand out, right? One is is the obvious, is just the ridiculous, you know, throws that he made to Devontae Adams on the drive, and and that stuff is just vintage Rodgers, right? Right. But number two is the amount of calm and poise that he had through the entirety, even when everyone's getting up to the line of scrimmage, he's like still checking the clock just to make sure it gets down. Like no time left spikes it. He makes sure everyone's set. Like he, he knows like he's almost got like that internal timer in his mind of just exactly where everything is. You know, when, when everyone needs to get set, when the ball needs to get spiked, how to get everyone up to like, it's, you take it for granted when you've seen it so often from Aaron right. Rodgers and, and Brady had a great one. I think it was week one or week two. I forget which one it was, but like he had one this year too, where you just, you're, you're watching the poise of these two quarterbacks who have done it so often. And it's so easy to take for granted. Uh, but the greats know how, when everyone else's heartbeat and, and tempo is just going off the freaking charts because the you know, heart's just racing, his is just calm as calm could be. And that's all that Aaron Rodgers Zen, you know, in, in, a, in a given, you know, if you could see it in one drive, that's exactly how you see it. And, and I, I just love that, uh, that poison leadership from Rogers on that drive.
2: Yeah. The surgical execution we saw from Aaron Rodgers on that drive assassin. is exactly assassin. Exactly. Right. That's what's going to shut up the haters to quote him uh, for another week, because yeah. he proved that he, he is just unbelievably lethal, especially in those late game situations and that was vintage. I, I wasn't calm. Like I, I, you, you mentioned the beat, heart beating fast. Like mine was through the charts as well. And I, I should have just kicked back, relaxed, and, and been like that classic meme of the, of the Packers fan uh, at the Dallas game in 2016 saying, they left way too much time on the clock and they're celebrating. Thanks, you know, it, that, that was exactly how I should have been tonight. But uh, that, that's not how I was.
1: It, uh, it's funny you say that though, because like with, when, when they scored on that use check play, um, with like, to me, they, they were running the clock down. Right. And San Francisco had no, t- or green Bay had no timeouts left. And my, my thought, and I tweeted out at the time, this comes down to the defense. Cause I thought they, I didn't think they were going to get in on that play. And I figured that, you know, after that play, they would bring it down to maybe 20 seconds, call mm-hmm. a timeout. And then even at that point, um, you know, it was even if, you know, green, you know, San Francisco scored green, Bay just wasn't going to have enough time. If they got the ball back when they scored, it was, like obviously the ideal situation is they don't score, right? Like you right. just don't score at all. That, that would have been amazing or turnover, whatever. But when they scored on that play, th- like I almost got in Matt LeFleur mentioned his post-game presser as well. Like he almost like it was a sense of calm, like, Oh, there's 37 seconds left. And I know there's no timeouts. And I know San Francisco, you know, Nick Bosa, all of a sudden one player on the edge and the first play in a sack and it's just done. Right. But man, when, when they had 37 seconds left, it was almost like a, Oh, okay. Like there's 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 still a good chance here because number twelve is that quarterback. So that was a big play um, because I think if if I think if if check gets tackled at the one, I think we're having a very very different conversation right now.
2: Yeah, and overall Rodgers uh, on Sunday Night Football, as he seems to always be in primetime games, somehow was just amazing. What was it, Andy? He completed I think his first twelve passes, including a touchdown drive. I mean, he was just ridiculous. All night long, and obviously late, early. I mean, all of the, it was it was MVP esque Rogers again, and I think that's the first time we've seen it here in 2021. But you know he's capable of it, and yeah. you know there there was still some people, which obviously it's a blasphemous take, but you heard a lot of it over the course of the last two two weeks. Is Aaron Rodgers all the way in? Is he really bought in? Is he really bought into this team and its and their success? You can't question it anymore. That 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 thankfully. That headline is dead because he completely proved that he's all in and he is still same old Aaron Rodgers that's going to give you the best chance to win and keep you in games no matter the performance of your defense. If it was pretty solid like it was on Sunday or if it was as horrible as it was week one against the Saints, Aaron Rodgers is here and he's going to give you a chance and he once again solidified that on Sunday.
1: Yeah the NFL posted the a, a video after the game I retweeted it so if you haven't seen it everyone that's listening make sure to check it out but there's a video of Rodgers right on the sideline celebrating the entire game winning field goal he looked eerily reminiscent of him jumping up and down in in, in uh, Dallas against Pittsburgh when they won Ooh. the Super Bowl it was like eerily reminiscent of how he was celebrating in that situation like he was jacked up all in insanely excited to get that win you could tell how much that meant to him. And you could even see the fist bump when he got down there to, to lead the drive for a Mason Crosby field goal. Like, listen, he's, he's all in. And the moment that you have that brotherhood with the locker room and those guys like in, in Devonte and big dog and like all those guys that are working so incredibly hard, like there's just no way that he's going to be anything but all in. And I, I take him at his word when he said, listen, the reason I wanted to make sure that um, you know, and I wanted to take my time on some of the retirement stuff. And I know there's other stuff behind the scenes, but you know, I take him at his word when he says, I wanted to make sure I could be all in for those guys. And I think the moment, like I said before, you could almost tell that first press conference was just a regurgitation of all the stuff that he needed to get out.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: since that moment, to me, uh, I know I, t- I I agree with him a million percent. I Week one was an anomaly. Uh, and I fully believe that as well, because, and the reason I say that is, I've seen Aaron Rodgers the past two weeks now, but I, more importantly, I saw Aaron Rodgers in practice you know, almost every day um, during training camp. He was an assassin all camp long, and it's mm-hmm. Green Bay's defense, so maybe take it for what it's worth, but he was, he was <laughs> locked in. I thought he had one of his best camps, and I think we're going to see a lot more of this Aaron Rodgers through the remainder of the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, it, it was just unreal, and it's, it's the start of hopefully what will be another really deep run like they have had the last two years of the NFC Championship game, hopefully deeper this year as it still could be, Aaron Rodgers' final year in the green and gold. But overall, you're really happy to see with, with how he produced uh, on Sunday. Um, now, Mason Crosby, the other guy, I mean, you really won that game because of Mason Crosby. He hit all three of his field goals, hit all three extra points, And there may be room for discussion that there should have been a fourth early. They went for it on fourth down early in the game, risky play call. I still agree with it. I mean, everybody that was complaining that they didn't kick it on Sunday were the same people that were complaining. They did kick it in the NFC championship game. So it's, it's always a coin flip, but nonetheless, Mason Crosby, terrific. I swear that guy hasn't missed a field goal since before I could grow facial hair. Like he's, he's just another assassin, right? He's, he's so consistent.
1: Well, you just learned how to grow facial hair like a week ago. So I don't know how much, (laughs) I don't know how much that, you know, that means, but no, I every week in the NFL is a Mason Crosby appreciation week because you see so many kickers just having so many struggles. Now, frankly, I mean, today was a really good day for kickers, right? Like Justin Tucker has the game. Oh man. Yeah. You saw some really clutch kicks throughout the day. I mean, 66 yarder from Justin Tucker. Insane. Um, as soon as I hit the post, I'm like, Oh, that's it, it, probably like not going in. And then it bounces in and just like <laughs> unreal, but no, it, I mean, it, just another, this is why NFL is King, right? Like just another amazing day of football, but every Sunday is a Mason Crosby appreciation Sunday, because you see usually the woes that are going on with other teams kicking right. and uh, Crosby's just been so clutch for so long. And, uh, you know who knows that this is a, a last dance sort of season for him as well. There's a there's probably a reason that they've got a kicker that they're keeping on their practice squad and protecting every week uh, through the remainder of this season. Um, I, again, I want Mason Crosby to kick for the next however many years he can possibly do it, but uh, that you always have to think about retirement and those sort of things as well. But all of that can be for the off season. Right now, enjoy the hell out of Mason Crosby because. He's a hell of a kicker.
2: Yeah, bingo. And you mentioned kickers and you want Mason Crosby to kick as long as he can. How old is Robbie Gold, who still plays for the Niners? He's got to be like 57 years old, Andy. I didn't realize he was still in the league. Yeah, he and uh, Crosby are probably
1: very similar in age. But, I mean, we've seen, obviously, Vinatieri do it up until that's true. You know, his, his mid-40s, I want to say. So, um, it's not impossible. Um, and, like I said, Mason Crosby could still have multiple really strong years left, and I don't think anyone's wishing him away. But, uh, in the meantime, just whatever. Enjoy the heck out of him because uh, just another phenomenal. Like, I, I don't know about you, but for me, when Rodgers is fist bumping and Mason Crosby comes on the field, yeah. I think for a second Crosby was missing that kick. No, I had no doubt. That's a uh, – that's a crazy feeling to have. And you always know, you, you you know, you never quite know what's going to happen in those moments, but uh, that, I I don't think there's any other kicker, maybe save for Justin Tucker. that could have walked out on the field for green Bay that I would have had that same level of
2: confidence. He's, he's just been a legend. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. When Rogers spiked that ball at the 33 yard line of San Francisco, I knew it was money. I knew the Packers won that football game because Mason Crosby wasn't missing that kick. Very reminiscent to me. And you mentioned how Rogers celebrated and kind of reminded you of the Super Bowl in 2000, I guess, calendar year 11, that, that kick when he trotted out there, the confidence level reminded me of that playoff game against Dallas. Yes. I mean, it's just, I was that confident, as confident as I was that day when he trotted out there that the Packers were going to win the football game, just because Aaron Rodgers doesn't set you up like that and you miss, I mean, you're, you're, you're just not, uh, you're just not still in green Bay if, if you're not executing. And like I said, this guy hasn't missed a kick in what feels like forever. So he was, uh, Probably who I'd give a game ball to. I saw Rodgers got one on NBC, but I think Mason Crosby better get a a game ball as well. So uh, second half, I want to dive in. Well, actually, let's go late first half with that kick return first. San Francisco was biting back. I mean, they go down 17-0, and I mentioned earlier, this team is not no no slouches, right? This is a good football team in San Francisco, and they started to bite back once they were down 17-0. The big kick return I want to start with the Packers special teams, though. Andy, is this still a a big concern like it looked uh, early in that one? I mean,
1: I, I guess if the the Packers offense and defense in Week One played awful, right? And then Week yeah. Two, uh, the defense in the first half to you know really struggled. If, if you had to say of the three games, which unit's been the most consistent, I'd probably say special teams so far. There's been a couple of snafus here and there. Obviously that kick return at the, at the end of the first half. Was and who got rough. the tackle, Andy? Who got the tackle? Mason Crosby, yeah, definitely. Rather, yeah. Give him two game balls. Jeez. Exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think there's still some work to be done. However, I will say this. We just talked about Mason Crosby. That's still part of the special teams. And that is a money it's unit true. right now for Green Bay. Um, but has been great. a great improvement and his directional punting is so fun to watch money. So that, that is an improved, you know, aspect. I think Kylan Hill is an improvement as a kick returner. I, I, th- I'm, I think we're safe in saying that I still have some questions on the coverage units, both on kickoffs and on punts. I still have questions on the punt return. I, I, I don't know that Amari Rogers is the answer so far there. I don't know if Randall Cobb is either, but um, you know, you would, I think at some point they may need to try something different there. Uh, but I, I still think this special teams has been better so far this year. Not great, but like all I've asked for, for the last three decades, has just been competence. And yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know that they're that far off from that right now, at least through three games, knock on wood, hopefully that can continue. Difference in the purchase price. Personally, I can't wait for that first game back at Lambeau Field. Packers Lions with fans in the stands again. I've already got my tickets from Tickpick and I'll be there watching Monday Night Football in person. I absolutely cannot wait. Visit tickpick.com slash packaday today and use promo code PACADAY to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. Right. I guess I forget Crosby is grouped in there when we talk about everybody else. But uh, Bojo as Matt LaFleur calls Corey Bajorquez, like he's just been terrific uh, through three weeks with the Packers Uh, real quick, because I did see you tweeted about the punt return party. Right. You're not sure on Amari Rogers. Why isn't Kylan Hill there? You know, a lot more than I do. So I'm just curious why why he isn't also doing punts. Yeah, I mean the number one with with
1: punt returns is just is the safety of actually catching the ball and sure. you know ensuring that you're taking care of the football. And I think kick returns are so different than punt returns. So kick returns, mm-hmm. yeah, you might say well, like they have to catch the ball too there's nothing going on around you, right? The the nearest defender is, is 25, 30 yards. So you can just kind of keep your eye on the ball the entire time and not have to worry as a punt returner, you're doing more of this and like making sure like what's in front of me. And then, you know, kind of readjusting to the ball. And you, that's usually why you see a receiver, you know, maybe a cornerback, but it's usually, I mean, running backs are normally more kick returners, not always, but normally more kick returners. And you'll see, Um, you know, more of the wide receivers do some of the, more of the punt returning. And again, that's always different, but um, I I think they probably feel a little bit better. And and remember like punt returning is something that Amari's done forever. Randall did forever. As far as I know, I don't think Kylan's ever done any punt returning. So uh, while Kylan might be a little bit more dynamic right now with the ball in his hands, the punt return is first and foremost, always about safety. And that's why even when, you know, guys like Charles Woodson and Micah Hyde, like Randall Cobb, some of those guys weren't always the most dynamic returners Hyde was for sure, but they were always so safe with catching the ball. And you didn't have to worry about, or, you know, is this going to be a muffed punt or something like that? So I think, I think that's always where you have to start. And if you don't have that level of confidence of the guy being back there, that they're going to make the right decision and, and, you know, make sure that they can at least secure the ball, they can't be back there. And I, that'd be my guess is that they just don't have that same level of confidence from a punt return ability uh, with Kylan. Um, but, you know, Green Bay has been so hesitant to have somebody on their roster that can be a, just a return guy. Right. And what I would say, and, and maybe that the, the guy just doesn't exist, but like you now have the ability to pull up guys from the practice squad, like put it, just, just grab a returner and put them on the you know, practice squad, use them mm-hmm. for two weeks, and then find another one and use that guy for two weeks. There's a cost to that, but like, uh, it can be a, a game
2: changer. Right now, I don't know that they have that guy at punt returner. See, this must be why they keep you around in the Packet A podcast. Your podcast, by the way, because you have insight like that. I appreciate that because I, I genuinely was curious as to what the, what the motive is there, but that makes a ton of sense. Thanks for making that make sense, Andy. You're the best. Um, Every once in a while, I come up with something. Yeah, you've got you've got something up your sleeve every uh, here and there. Every once in a while, you get lucky. Uh, but true, not Niners as I as I was mentioning before, right? They they started to fight back and then obviously eventually took the lead. So what what do you think about the defense there in the second half? I mean, they're lighting up some big plays. George Kittle here and there is becoming a little bit of an issue, which of course it's expected. One of the best tight ends in the NFL. But I, 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 I mentioned it. I was really nervous, Andy. That defense started to, I don't want to say fall apart. I don't think that's fair. But they, they certainly started to let up and that, that 49ers offense started to look really potent there in the second half when they came charging back. So uh, overall, what, what were you thinking in the moment and what, what are you thinking now a couple hours removed?
1: Yeah. Like I said, I think there's positives to take away from this game. Uh, That being said, and to your point, you know what it was 27, 21 Packers with two minutes and 19 seconds left. And. That's where you, that's where you want your defense to play well, right? Like no matter what happens up to that point, your defense is on the field. You've got a six point lead, two minutes left in the game. You know, they're throwing the football. Can you get off the field and make sure that they don't score a touchdown in that moment? 49ers go eight plays, 75 yards in two minutes and two seconds and score what easily could have been the game-winning touchdown. Mm -hmm. Very little resistance, a frustrating drive to say the least. And that's like everything you've worked for in that game up to that point is on the line. Everything you did during the week, everything that, you you know, flying out to San Francisco, playing a really tough 49ers game to a 27-21 lead up until that point. All you need to do at that point is get one more stop, get off the field, and the defense couldn't. And not only could they not, it was like mostly a knife through butter, you know, for, for San Francisco on that drive. If I have a concern from that game, that's where I was concerned with. And I think as anyone watching the game when the 49ers were down six and the, it was up to the Packers defense to get a stop green Bay had no timeouts left, you know, at all. I think you're thinking 49ers are going to score a touchdown here. And I think until something changes there, like that, that very well could be the difference between, you know, winning a playoff game or not getting past the NFC championship or not. So I think there's still definitely things to clean up. Hopefully as this team plays together more cohesively on defense, they can figure some of those things out. Hopefully Z comes back at some point and can add a a bunch more pressure. Um, But I still have concerns of where this defense is at in a clutch situation. And if there's a negative to take away from the game, it's, it's that last drive, two minutes left game on the line. And the defense did next to nothing.
2: Eric Stokes defensively. What, what what'd you think there? Obviously, he got kind of elevated into the starting role with Kevin King out due to illness. You never want to see somebody out due to injury or illness or anything like that. But obviously, I think all of us as Packer fans wanted to see the first round pick in a big spot. We got to see that on Sunday Night Football. What was your takeaway? Penalized a few times, but overall pretty solid was, was my takeaway. Yeah. Hated one of those PI
1: calls. One, the yeah. other one I, I could understand, but even that, like, I know he kind of had his like arm around him, but I didn't think he turned him at all. I didn't necessarily think it was a catchable pass. Um, I can understand the flag, but I could have also gone. Yeah, I got it. that one. Um, but, uh, but Oh, either way, he's the second best corner on the team. I mean, there's, I'm not breaking any news to anyone, anyone that has two eyeballs, I think right now can tell he's the second best corner on the team. And He needs to be on the field and listen, there are going to be rookie moments with Eric Stokes. There are going to be some PIs. There's going to be some, you know, some passes allowed for, for big gains. That's life in the NFL as a corner, but he's the most talented and he has the most upside. And just even right now, if you told me, listen, you know, game on the line and the ball is going down you know, up in the air, I I hope it's Jair. If it's not Jair, next guy up to me is Eric Stokes. Wow. And then you can you can power rank the rest however the heck you want. But right now, those are the two guys that I want in that situation. Obviously, Jair by a, a very far margin. But he's the second-best corner on the team, and I don't think there's any debate about it.
2: No, I'm right there with you. I, I totally agree. The little we've seen of him through three weeks. But obviously, like I mentioned, a, a very good look at him on Sunday night. He was exactly what he was cracked up to be, right? The speed, the athleticism, the agility. That was shown, and it was on full display. And the ceiling is really high. Like there, there is still obviously some, there's, he's still a little raw in some degree because he's a brand new pro. But that's just the case of development. You, you know, another guy that kind of looked like that in his rookie year was Jair Alexander. So uh, and, it's just the natural development and time is all it's going to take. But, but I agree with you. I think he should be in that starting role next week. Kevin King's a little raw
1: and he's in his sixth year. So, Correct. you know, give me the guy who has uh, the 4 4240
2: at this point. I agree. A lot of speed in that defensive backfield. Uh, Let's flip to the offense. Devontae was targeted 18 times, caught 12 of them. I mean, he's the best receiver in football. What else is there to say at this point?
1: Yeah, I mean, the fact that he upgraded his, like, run after the catch ability this offseason by watching Lamar Jackson, too, is insane. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm almost 30 years old, but I'm just going to watch some Lamar Jackson videos, and now I'm going to know how to juke people out after the catch, too. Like, (laughs) he's just a machine. And then to take that hit and go out for a play, like – Dude, I, I would have died. I, you, we would have died. Like if we take that hit yeah. at any point, like I, I can't even imagine he's in his quote after the game was magical. He's like, you know, I forget what the exact question was, but he's like, I'm different. And like, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, you, are. you are a million percent different than just about any other human being out there uh, to not only have that level of ability to play wide receiver made some ridiculous catches. Uh, again, we know his releases at the line of scrimmage, like just all of it. And, he was a cheat code for a big portion of that game where 49ers were matching up with him one-on-one and it was just dumb, right? Like you just they had no chance. And he's such a special player and so fun to watch. And I thought Matt LaFleur and something that I've been preaching forever is if you ever get a chance, just go to practice and just watch him for a day. And it's just it's so fun to watch how locked in and how much he prepares and and perfectionist he is there's no, there's no mistake as to what, how good, you know, why he is as good as he is. He works so incredibly hard and so incredibly intense him and Jai are both. And you can see it every day in practice and he's a different dude. And it, it shows every single week.
2: Yeah. I heard Michelle Tafoya asked Devante if he could rather play in green Bay or with Aaron Rodgers next year, given that he's on his contract year who would you rather be with? And he said, well, preferably both. And that's certainly what I still hope because those two have a connection unlike any other quarterback wide receiver duo in the league, I'd argue, right? I cannot think of a quarterback that's actively targeting a guy regularly 18 times in a game. Like that's an outrageous number. 18 targets of, what was it, 33 pass attempts for Aaron Rodgers? That's more than half of his attempts are going in the direction of of, of number 17. And completely, rightfully so, especially yeah. when he's catching twelve of them for you know over a hundred yards yet again, a touchdown. Uh, I mean, Devonte was just special again. And, and uh, you know, if this is his final year in Green and Gold, I'm enjoying the hell out of every moment of it because that mm-hmm. guy is is so darn good at the game of football. That's about as good as I can explain it. I mean, and clutch you,
1: you, from both of them too at the end, just so good. Clutch from both,
2: so good. I mean that that is that is seriously the most satisfying thing to watch right like i know the videos on facebook and youtube are going viral of people cutting sand and how satisfying it is to watch that way more satisfying watching aaron rodgers and devonte adams slice up defenses because that's that's seriously just as good as it gets and you saw it on full display there late in the fourth quarter but what what an incredible game andy i mean the the, the highs the lows the highs early then the storming comeback by the 49ers and they end up taking the lead and then Aaron Rodgers is a surgeon late in games when he's down and and they end up winning it off off the leg of Mason Crosby just what an enthralling experience just ridiculous
1: it's a beautiful game and it was I mean those are the those are the nights that you just love as a fan you know Sunday night football big game feel Packers 49ers in San Francisco Jerry Rice is there they're wearing the throwback jerseys like it just <laughs> it was a big fight feel and and that's exactly what you want in those situations. You want the clutch moments. And I think the big thing I talked about this on the preview show the other day is like, I want to see how green Bay overcomes adversity. Mm -hmm. They haven't always done the best of that in games. Like I think they've done a good job of it uh, in season. And what I mean by that is they have yet to lose back-to-back games under Matt LaFleur, which shows uh, we, we can overcome adversity, but in games, when things don't go their way, they haven't been the best. This is a phenomenal example of, some calls didn't go their way. The score doesn't go their way at the end, and they just kept fighting up until that final whistle. They got a really big win in San Francisco. It's it's very pleasing, and it, it was well-earned, and uh, it's just, again, it's a great day to be a fan.
2: No doubt about it. I mean, the last time they played with fans at Levi Stadium was that NFC Championship game in 2019. So to go in against a ruckus visiting crowd, or home crowd, rather, as the visiting team. And their home uh, opener. Right, to get a win that way. I mean, that that's really special, and that shows this team's potential – remains as as we expected before the season and now can confirm through three weeks remains very very high.
1: i agree i you know a couple final thoughts here as we kind of wrap things up alex i thought you know we we were kind of talking off air a little bit but you know i think both you and i and and just about everyone else you know kind of thought that this was a a game that's you know the 49ers had a really good chance to win yeah you know it's, it's not to say green bay couldn't win or anything like that but i just think you know that's why 49ers were favored right but if you would have told me that they could have got this to a game, Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo, more you know, more often than not, right. I like Green Bay's chances a ton, and that's exactly what Green Bay did in this game. You look at the stats; Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo threw forty passes in this game. Trey Sermon, their running back, the normal running back, ran it ten times. If yeah. you had told me Garoppolo forty passes, Trey Sermon ten runs and be like, okay, you're, you're in a good situation. Meanwhile, you know, Aaron Rodgers, 33 passes, you know, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon combined for 25 runs, much more balanced. I still think there's been an interesting balance on offense and and how they've gone a lot of empty personnel, a lot of 11 personnel, not quite the, you know, uniqueness that we've seen from Matt LaFleur the, the last couple of seasons, but that's another conversation for another day. But I think that, that, Ability to get this to Jimmy Garoppolo versus Aaron Rodgers was a really big reason why Green Bay had a chance and really did win this game. I love that red zone play design to Devontae Adams on that first touchdown. It was just chef kiss gorgeous, give Nathaniel Hackett a ton of credit for all of his mad scientist thoughts on red zone plays. The Jair Alexander interception was just, I mean, the speed, the IQ, and then the angle to the football that he put together on on that play is just Beyond insane and just a gorgeous catch at the same time. Uh, Green Bay's top of the NFC North, two and one. Uh, you definitely love to see that in NFC North. I know Minnesota got a really big win against Seattle, but man, Chicago looked awful. Detroit has the, another heartbreaking loss. Uh, not a great start for the NFC North, but you'll take two and one for Green Bay. Kenny Clark had an awesome start to this game for Green Bay. Yoshin uh, I thought in the first series, really rough start. You didn't really hear from him the rest of the game. Green Bay had a good game plan. They chipped some on Bosa. You know, Tunyon had a massive pancake. Yeah, they got, yeah. rid of the, got rid of the ball quick. But I thought overall, if you would have told me that that was the performance that Yosh put up, I said, sign me up a million times uh, You know, out of a million uh, for your number three offensive tackle, making his first start on the road in San Francisco against right. Nick Bosa. I thought that was a really gutsy performance by him. I think last but not least, just some of the injuries are going to be worth keeping an eye on. Chris Barnes had a concussion. Uh, Sullivan got banged up, but returned. Devonte Adams got banged up, but returned. MBS had the hamstring. Tyler Lancaster had a concussion. Looked like Aaron Jones was fighting multiple things throughout the course of the game. So definitely some, some injuries to keep an eye on this week as Green Bay gets ready for Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah. And hopefully no mysteries like this week with, uh, with, Oh, yeah. The Kevin King, Elton, Jen- oh, are, Elton Jenkins, Elton Jenkins, Jenkins yes. Elton Daphne, Daphne. Right. Three really kind of, Daphne, of nowhere, right now I are like, there was a bunch of mysteries this week, hopefully none uh, this upcoming week. Cause I blank on Elton Jenkins name somehow, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, the offensive line is, as, as you alluded to way better than I think anybody expected. I, I mean, given San Francisco's front seven, given the, the lack of experience in Green Bay's offensive line, you were really worried that, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be able to get the, rid of the ball a whole lot. He wasn't sacked a ton, which was another worry, right? You don't want Aaron Rodgers getting hit at all, especially, you know, at the age he's at and, and, and the, the past history of some injuries. So overall, really impressive uh, performance from that group who, I mean, a year ago we were very confident in that offensive line. Now you've got some injuries and, and some guys that are no longer there. So a lot of inexperience. But they go into a primetime game in a tough place to play in San Fran and really held their own and ultimately it led to, to a victory powered by that electric offense. So uh, offense, really impressive. Defense, still some work to do, but there always will be. But overall, I, I was happy with with the performance. They kept them in the game. Um, and you you mentioned that final drive for San Francisco offensively. That was disappointing. But overall, a pretty solid performance defensively. But When you've got 12 on your side, he's going to keep you in games. And he's going to give you the opportunity to win games just like he did last night. So happy with this group. And there's still work to be done. There always is, like I said, but uh, they, they are in a really good spot and they're atop the NFC North, which which isn't too bad of a cherry on top.
1: I'll take it. And and Alex, I think we can end exactly where we started. How can you not be romantic about football? (laughs) I'm so
2: romantic about football. I'm so romantic.
1: And me too, man. It's, it's the best. I guess I'd put that on my gravestone. (laughs) Sunday night football Packers, 49ers, everything we could have possibly expected. Green Bay has a a fun little, you know, stretch here at Steelers at home at Bengals where they've actually struggled throughout the course of the last, you know, period of time or whatever, but, uh, at bears and then Washington at home, those are, uh, some good opportunities, hopefully to rack up some wins in the win column before the schedule gets really tough towards the middle of the season. So just getting started three games in 14 regular season games to go before we get to hopefully what could be a fun playoff run for green Bay. But that's well down the line. Let's celebrate now and here. And now, Alex, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Enjoy your victory Monday for those listening. We appreciate you listening. And as always, and until next time go pack go.